hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amory School. We're back! We're back. We made it. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's our first. Yeah, we haven't yes. we haven't sat down and done this for like three weeks because we've been super busy. We've been super busy. I mean, we switched to our two week schedule, which is it feels like forever. And then I was super busy and we couldn't work things out, so I made you all suffer through a bad song last week. Might be. Don't worry, guys. I will that. get you back with the Batman song later. Uh, but we can't do the Batman song <laughs> until at least the next album. Molly heard the, the like tenth podcast for last week, and suddenly her brain opened <laughs> and thought, "Wait, can we just do short solo podcasts for any bad song?" <laughs> it is and, on the Coheed and Cambria discography, and I will cover it. There was a time, and that time was 2011, where a video game named Arkham City came out, and a band named Coheed and Cambria decided to release a song about the Joker. <laughs> called deranged <laughs> oh it's so much it's so one much day, one day one day we'll get there the i'll world. be able to share it with you guys one day next, i won't next 2018 probably that one's probably a ways off oh that's not that far away it's, well it's far enough away right now right this minute <laughs> that i bet it's gonna be forever it's four months away that's forever <laughs> we'll be dead by we'll then. We'll be fucking dead, Jackson. Anyway. That's true. Anyway. Welcome to the Amory Score. This is where we go track by track through the discography of Cohen and Cambria and explain to you the deep, deep lore. The deepest of laws. The deep lore. Behind these songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we are going to be looking at the second song and the next bit of comic from In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth colon 3. Uh, that is cuts marked in the March of Men. That's true. But because it's been a while, what the fuck happened? So how did we get here? So And you may ask yourself <laughs> Uh so on on the last time that we that we talked about this, we had to cover a lot actually. Um the the basic version of it is that um Jesse and the Grail Arbor have been hiding on underwater on the planet Doran. Is is it? Oh, lost it already. Donar. Donar. Excuse me. Uh, and they've been hanging out there for about ten years while Jesse grows new iRobots after the not, events of not, the second stage. That's not true. Well, okay. Well, what's what? fact factual inaccuracies here? Entirely caused by the fact that he was on a completely different planet four years ago when it looked like this book was about to take place, but they changed that for no reason in this book yeah. because it's dumb. It's all dumb. Anyway, they've been hiding out on a rock. Yeah, they've, they've been hiding underwater on a rock somewhere. Um, They end up getting into a fight with uh, General Defton Wolf, Mr. Mayo himself, uh, and he comes in and he starts to fight them because they're looking for the prize to powerhouse Atlantic because Ryan still has a big evil plan. Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, we need the prize energy where there's no prize energy in the world. That's somehow related to my mysterious plan, which we don't know what it is. I, yeah, we but... still don't know his plan. It's it's probably really bad, bad and complicated. Uh, and so the Red Army and Jesse's army have a big, big fight. Jesse literally fires the blue wives at Mayo. <laughs> yes, he fires the prize that he has on his ship as torpedoes with swords. L- load the wives into the cannon. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and they pretty much take out most of the Red Army that was on that planet. Uh, afterwards, they retreat back to Silent Earth 3, uh, where the next battle takes place. The battle we are in the middle of right now, uh, we've been introduced to Sizer, uh, who is an iRobot who shares Jesse's DNA, and Chase, who's another iRobot that shares Jesse's DNA. Uh, and Chase, she's a special girl. She is what we call the visual. <laughs> the visual. The visual. Uh, and she has special girl powers, and she can pretty much just bend reality to her will, basically. That's pretty much what they say about it. Um, and we've reached a pivotal moment where uh, Mayo has realized that she's the visual, uh, and is pretty, pretty uh, shaken by this information. This is because the visual is like prophesized to arrive before the crowing, who is uh, Claudio, which is the other special boy, the real special boy, because a girl can't truly be special unless the specialness is like informed by the specialness of the special boy. This is just a fact yes. of the universe. Um, and so Mayo realizes, oh shit, the prophecy is coming true. We might be boned. Yeah, uh oh, uh oh. Yeah, so uh, the special boy, he's out there somewhere, but uh, we're not going to talk about him today. We have a battle to resolve on Silent Earth 3, uh, and just a little bit more after that to talk about. So, immediately after that page where uh, Chase blows everything up, Sizer, like, jumps right in front of Mayo. Yeah. And is like, the size of a building at this point. Uh, he's, he's fucking enormous. Uh, did you see that he has, like, a weird crotch thing? I didn't notice that when I was reading this the first time, but he's got a really big, that's, weird crotch thing. That's a weird crotch thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's... It's, it's like he's got a socket to put stuff in. If, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, this looks unpleasant. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Sizer pops out of nowhere. He's a big, scary man with all the blades, uh, and he wants to fight Mayo. And then Mayo's like, you know, you probably still need to breathe, even though you're enormous. And then he just shoots a big gas grenade at him, and then Sizer's taken care of immediately. Literally in three panels. Also, I forgot how bad the dialogue was in this book. <laughs> oh my god! After three I weeks. Forgot. Like, Sizer's like, I'd like to have a few words with you <laughs> while jumping yeah. as the big Hulk monster. And then Mayo just goes, an odd amalgam of human and robot would have words with me. I'll wager, though, that even such amalgams much must breathe. As for words, as it so happens, there is nothing you could say to me now that would be of interest. <laughs> oh, we're back. We're back. We're back, folks. Here it is. Here's the content you crave. Uh, so he immediately takes care of Sizer. Uh, and we we see a couple panels of, like, uh, the fight turning in the Red Army's favor. Mm -hmm. uh, even though it should have... It basically was always like that in the first place. Uh, they just showed, like, a couple panels of, like, uh, some of the Resistance members doing cool shit. Um, um, if you remember Hack and Many... Uh, two characters that are introduced in, like five pages ago uh, they both die yeah um, many just get shot the fuck up by those soldiers because she's getting tinier and it's really hard to hold guns like that uh, so she just gets shot to death and then an enormous boulder falls on hack and he just turns into paste 
<laughs> he just turns into weird flesh paste because this book is gross. This book is disgusting, and the fights especially point out how disgusting it is because whoever drew this has a real obsession with uh, people's heads getting cut off and cut up uh, and just really bad things happening. Uh, Whenever so there's any kind of dismemberment, there has to be like really intense detail in the entrails. Ugh, I don't like it. Yeah, uh, and the the like the worst one was back in the last one I think where um, Hack cuts a dude's head off and his eye pops out and it's really nasty. But no, both those characters are dead now. Yeah, both those characters are dead now. Need them? No worries. Uh, <laughs> oh, it looks like there's no place for a character with blade arms. <laughs> Blade arms seems to be the worst power in this universe because you just get killed if you have blade arms. Um, but somebody comes up to Jesse and is like, "Hey, they're surrounding us, Captain." And Jesse's like, "Yeah, I fucking know, dude." Uh, and then the soldier's like, "I don't know how much longer we can." And then Jesse kills him. I think. Does Jesse kill his no, soldier? No, he get, he just he just gets shot. Okay, it's really badly framed, but he just gets owned. Okay. Uh, and then the Red Army are like, "Oh, we need to." We need to uh, capture Jesse alive because uh, Wilhelm Ryan wants to personally remove his head. If you remember that, like, prophetic panel from the start of a couple issues ago. Yeah. Where <laughs> Jesse's head was on a pike. Yeah. This, this is, like, a um, weird future, too. Like, yeah, we, that'll probably be, like, a real good show of power. It's a man's head on a pike. That's fucked up. And then Jesse, the brain genius that he is... Um, immediately pulls his gun to his own head and is like, haha, you won't capture me alive. <laughs> What's <laughs> Leading the an point? army into a... Lead, he leads his army into this battle. Every single person in his army fucking dies because he leads about 20 guys into a battle with the army with the like leader of the universe. Yeah. Uh, and then immediately goes, let's, let's kill myself. Fucking kill me. Time to go. And then... Uh, well, you probably guess what happens because, hey, what happens when anything is going badly in the Amory Wars and something good needs to happen? Space wives, there? space wives, space <laughs> wives. <laughs> when I say space, you say wives, space wives, space wives. Uh, okay, so he puts his gun to his own head, uh, and Andrea and the rest of the prize show up, and you know it's Andrea because she has the crown, and none of the rest of them do. Uh, and she just goes, that won't no, be necessary. that's not why now. you know it's Andrea. You know it's Andrea because Jesse helpfully says, Andrea! Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all fucking identical. Uh, and she just goes, okay, we'll take it from here. Um, and he's like, you said we'd have to fight this battle on our own. And then she just goes, oh, I lied. We do that. Uh, and then uh, says, Chase, stand ready. So, and then we get a little more prophecy here uh, about what the visual is. And the price the winged soldiers of the Lord will prepare for God's judgment, and they shall be the word, and the visual will be the way, and the path to glory and to light. Praise God in the highest. Uh, and, then- and Apollo, <laughs> you can this bit because then it goes. And then yeah, and then it says, and Apollo. You'll never believe what happened next because it was completely unexpected. Hey, remember how Claudio's talking to a dog right now? They decide to remind you of that as the last dialogue in this volume of the book. Um, And what's happening in the visuals as this prophecy is going on is, um, like, all the blue wives, all the price are, like, beaming their energy into Chase, who is uh, 
standing Christ-like prepared to accept all the prize energy. And then Claudia's like, it was completely unexpected. Even though he's not there. Yeah. I want to point out, Claudia's not narrating a thing that's happened to him in his past. This is completely unrelated to him. This is just a story Um, he heard, probably. Because I don't... So... You know, later on, he probably meets up with people. But right now, anybody he's talked to has never seen any of this. Like, uh, this is completely wasn't there. Addressed. Al wasn't there. Yeah, so this will be addressed later, but... Not in this book. Not in this book. Because this book is too stupid. But in the next book, all this stuff is addressed. Great. Um, I'll tell you how after the episode. <laughs> please, I have not caught up yet. Uh, and then it's like, completely unexpected. End issue. <laughs> yeah. So the next issue opens, um, and I don't think we'll read the newspaper thing. Nah, it's fine. But, uh, so it opens, I'm going to read this uh, opening fucking uh, dialogue here. Uh, it says, it was a transcendent moment, Apollo. Those who witnessed it claims it gave them the slightest taste of what it would have been like to be there for the beginning of the universe. For Mayo Deftonwolf, in some ways, it was like being present for the end, or at least the end of his universe at any rate. And just before we go on, I want to point out that Jesse in the first panel is looking like he's like squinting, watching the TV, <laughs> can't really see. Idiot. And Mayo's just looking like he's very bored. <laughs> he's just like, okay, okay, go on. Um, and so all, all the prize are standing around Chase and she's glowing with blue energy and their titties are out. The titties, t- look they are out, folks. The titties still I out. Mean, the- they're not like actually out in the way that you can see anything, but you'll if you see this panel... Comic book people need to calm down. <laughs> That's not how titties work. <laughs> it's just not, guys. It's just not. Um, and so Chase is glowing now. Uh, and the narration mentions that the prize had filled Chase with energy. Energy that was old when the universe was young. Energy that had taken the ye- prize years to store up through rest, meditation, and commuting with the primal forces that had created something from nothing. <laughs> That's what I say when my mom asks me to do the washing up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that, mom. I'm storing up the energy through rest, meditation, and communing with the primal forces that have created something from nothing. I need Jesus. it for later, mom. <laughs> mom. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't I can't take the washing out right now. It's just, I, I have to meditate and commune with the primal forces that create something from nothing. And then he's like explaining to the dog, you see Apollo, nothing ever ends. It's a fucking dog. He's talking to a dog. (laughs) All things come back around in a vast circle. And the energy is paramount example of that. Energy can never be destroyed. Which is a like profound revelation here to Claudio and to the dog when really it's like Do you know about the grade physics thermodynamics? Yeah. Have you taken a 7th grade science class, Apollo? What do dogs know know of thermodynamics? I didn't know what grade to say because grades aren't a thing over here. And I'm like, well, it's probably year (laughs) 8 was when we did that. But I don't know, is that... That would be like 7th or 8th grade, yeah. Alright, alright. Well, she blasts out all this energy, this primal energy. And And she she shoots it back at the prize. Molly, just give give me to the end of this page. It's a big monologue. Did you ever wonder where the prize came from? How they generate or regenerate as a race? Actually, I kind of doubt you have. What with you being, you know, a dog. Abort, abort. No, no, abort. <laughs> Quick pause. Fuck you. Fuck you, Claudio. Fuck you, Peter David. You can't I hate keep this. doing this. You can't talk to a dog 
and then in the middle of your big monologue go oh you're talking to a dog we have to make a line that we know that you know that this is stupid because it doesn't make it not stupid also as reading this i have noticed that now this panel has very specific emphasis as she's blasting all the price on on the the, the like nips coming through oh yeah they're on the last page too you can kind of see it even though they're super far away it's fucking oh my god it's hell anyway right, i'm going then then the actual model i'm gonna starts. continue <laughs> the rest of us had they were after all uniformly female so how did they reproduce that day in the battle of silent earth we all learned it had to do with the transformation of releasing energy and transforming it into mass for all intents and purposes they gave birth to themselves it's a lengthy process that might well have involved centuries but the presence of chase sped up the equation I'm no scientist, but whatever formula may have existed to quantify the creation of the prize, Chase kicked it up exponentially. The energy that the prize released into Chase doubled and redoubled, with the prize themselves as a template. And the next anyone knew where once ten prizes stood, there were now dozens upon dozens. This is the most boring monologue for what is happening. Yeah. Like, gods are being bo- like born in front of their eyes, and what we get is, oh, you probably don't know being a dog, and then fucking Claudia starts to explain the laws of thermodynamics. <laughs> well, and then it's like, hey, did you guys, like, sometimes we wonder, like, yo, how do the prize fuck, though? How do they reproduce? What's up with that? Well, if you read my fanfic, <laughs> uh, I think you'll find that I go ex- into extensive detail. Um, so... Chase, do we want to read the rest of this monologue here? No, Are we I good? just think we want to no, we want to note that there's the line. It had been the first step in the labor pains of the rebirth of the price. Yeah, great job, killer writing here. So Chase brings all the price back to full glory, and then we get a page of like again, again, all the blue wives save the day. Yeah, so we get all the blue wives, and as they come back, they form the heaven's fence shape, that triangle again. Uh, and then they fuck shit up. Because uh, they're born with swords. Something to keep in mind. <laughs> yes, they are all born with swords and full armor. Yeah. They couldn't be naked. Well, no, okay, it. well, there's no armor is the thing. They just have these shitty robes on. Uh, that are, you know, like... Oh, right. Yeah, they, have, not they don't have any armor. armor. Even though they definitely were wearing armor in that other time we looked at them. Yeah. So armor is a thing that they can and do wear occasionally. But not right now. What the fuck? But not now. They all... And so they just murder everyone. Um... Yeah. So uh, <laughs> a few people tried to, like, get Chase. Jesse kills them both. Um, and he ends up going to Chase. And, like, we see in this panel that, like, she grabs his hand. Except when I say that, I mean she grabs the last knuckle of his thumb. Uh, he big? <laughs> he big or she very small. Uh, she big, she small. <laughs> uh, and she goes, Father, did I do all right? Are you proud of me? Uh, and then Jesse immediately probably like, listen, I'm not your, listen, I'm not your fucking dad. I, uh, I don't, don't fucking make don't, this weird. Don't, don't fucking make this weird. <laughs> I, I guess I'm I'm kind of proud of you. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's just like, thank you. And then we cut to more uh, of the prize fucking shit up. Um, uh, before that, I just want to say that like Chase jumps up and gives gives jesse like this big hug and chase isn't a child no chase is still like her brain is that of like an adult all the others she's got the same brain as everyone she's just in child form but she still speaks like a five-year-old yeah fucking hate it i hate it it's bad 
then the prize are fucking shit up the prize like charge on wilhelm ryan as he's like on this <laughs> wilhelm ryan is standing on top of like this rock not like a mountain it's just a rock with enough space for him to stand on it's like a really tall spire basically he built himself a tower out of rock um and he's trying to teleport away uh but the prize apparently have the ability to just lock his ass down uh so he he gets stuck there uh, and he goes down and the prize go in to kill him uh and he just goes no i i surrender i i can't do this anymore so uh the second wilhelm ryan encounters any kind of uh kickback uh, he surrenders to the force that is trying to stop him. He immediately surrenders, and one, they don't just murder him. They don't just fucking kill him, because obviously you should just kill him immediately. Uh, and two, no one seems to think that this is a trap. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody, like, this guy is one of the most powerful beings in the universe, and he, like, immediately surrenders, and he's just like, oh, this is probably good. This will probably take care of the whole sitch. This is probably okay. <laughs> this will be fine. Everything will be fine. Nothing, we got him. We got him. Nothing fucking bad can happen from here on out. We're good. And then we get, like, a panel of the celebrations, and all the, the Jesse soldiers are dancing in such crazy poses. They're all such idiots, first of all. Uh, and, <laughs> and secondly, he never had like, this uh... many people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, he did not have all this many people. They were all dead like four pages ago before the price came yeah. back. So I don't know, man. Um, and then the and last they, panel. No, go ahead. They just let Neo leave. Also, like Wilhelm surrenders, but then it's like all oh, the Red Army are running away. Are we just gonna let him run away. Yeah, like so Ryan surrenders. Mayo's just like, all right, fuck this. Gets back on a ship and leaves, and they just let the Red Army go. Uh, so that's that's the resolution on that one. I guess you don't detain the entire awful army that was trying to destroy everyone, but okay. This is the worst resistance I've ever seen they get. They deserve everything that's coming to them in the next few issues. Oh, yeah. Um, they have fucking got played on every level. And then the, the final panel is, like, Jesse holding Chase in his arms, and Chase, like, stretches just from one bicep to the other beneath his fucking Warhammer 40k shoulder pads. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, and like she's asleep in his arms and he's like really distressed and he goes where's sizer he is really distressed but he's making a face like he's like stepped in poo <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh and that's where we're gonna leave jesse well no that's not where we leave excuse me I'm, I'm extremely wrong um so we cut to like after the after party uh of you know ryan being captured um, yeah, there's like a small montage of uh, all the places around the universe doing their end of Return of the Jedi celebration. Yeah. Um, and then we cut over to Jesse, who is talking to a small council, um, who is saying, and now Jesse goes, there is no other option. He must be tried. He's talking to these Eurocons, and they all have uh, Pope hats. Yes, they all have Pope hats. And, like, one of the Eurocons stands up and goes, are you fucking insane? And then Jesse's like, no, Eurocon, I'm not. We have to, we have to like, put him in jail. We have to judge him. Uh, also, it's like, these are the Eurocons. How are we going to establish that these are the Eurocons? Well, Jesse clearly just goes to one and goes, no, Eurocon. <laughs> <laughs> I love writing. These came up, like, for a one minute very early on in Second Stage Turbine Blade, and then they're never seen again. I don't even think we talked central. about them because they're so useless. Yeah, and so 
Jesse's whole plan is we have to try him and we have to show that he is not a god and we have to like uh make him find be, have him found guilty and execute him and prove that he is just a human who or just a i guess he's not a human just a tri-mage yeah just another <laughs> tri-mage just one of those and like show that we have won and you know we've chosen the better path uh Jesse's a fucking idiot. Yeah, Jesse's a fucking idiot. You should have just let the prize kill him back on Silent Earth 3. And now for everything after this, you deserve every second of it. Um, the place we're going to leave off on for the story uh, is we cut back over to Mayo. Um, and he is out in this weird jungle planet. Um, and now uh, he's got some people talking to him. And they say, how can we not mount a rescue? It makes no sense. Uh, and Mayo's just like, listen, you don't have to understand. You just have to obey. Um, and then the guy accuses him of, like, trying to steal power uh, from Wilhelm Ryan. Um, and he's like, oh, is that is that right? And then the other guy accusing him is like, yeah, we're not going to stand for it. Uh, and Mayo's like, oh, we? And then the other guy's like, yeah, that's right. Every officer here is with me. And he's like, right? And then they look behind him and everyone is gone. And then Mayo just shoots him in the fucking head and is like, listen... Uh, I have something I have to do. There'll be no rescue mission, and Ryan's gonna take care of this himself. Yep, he's like, all the transpiring as is meant to transpire. Ryan moves in mysterious ways, and someone cleaned that up. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Which, I like this because Mayo is just, like, still super fucking tired, right? He's like, I've... Yes, it's not over. I'm not... I'm not evilly taking control of the Red Army. I'm still just having to do my bullshit job in this bullshit war. <laughs> I yeah. still I still have more classified information than you do, and I fucking hate it, and I don't want to do this anymore, but here we are. And that's that's where things are right now. That's that's what we're gonna talk about. It it's uh it's a whole thing. It's uh Yeah, we have this we have a little more of the Jesse side of things to cover. Uh, and then we'll be able, we promise, we'll get back to the special boy eventually, but for yes. now... Next episode is the end of the trilogy of this stuff, but this, uh, now everything is fine and everything is one and nothing is going to go wrong at all. Nope, Ryan got captured. Everything's tight now. We've got a song to listen to. We do have a song to listen to. Uh, it is still called Cuts Marked in the March of Men. <laughs> good the song's fine yeah i enjoy it it's, it's yeah good. i don't i don't usually like skip it or anything uh it's it's perfectly listenable uh it's not anywhere near close to like in keeping secret silent Earth 3 like we listened to last time uh but i still think it's like a good song uh and it's got some decent parts in it um do we want to just get to the thing we have to talk about i mean i was gonna talk about the song well okay i'll talk about the song after yeah. And we'll address what this song is about. So, uh, if you remember last time when we talked about 
the ways that in keeping secrets of silent earth 3 differed in like the song from the uh from the comic and how the song sounded like it was about this tragic resistance to a big battle uh to this big war and like losing and then the actual song is about nonsense involving the blue wives and two different wars in the comics uh two different big battles and it doesn't make any sense and the jackhammers are the bad guys and we all hated it and it sucks well this time this song isn't really about anything that happened in the uh in the comic it's about one very specific moment and what very specific thing and what that thing is what happens to sizer if you remember sizer uh, gets owned on at the beginning and is with Mayo right now. He is not with uh, Jesse's army. Mayo has like captured him. That is what happens. In your last hour is the thing is the problem, the problem here, here is, is uh sizer is shown to be deeply in love with chase I love that 10 year old not 10 year old fuck i hate this. the problem is okay well there's like five or six problems with this um number one uh buddy that's your sister um number two yeah, she has the it, body of a five-year-old is it though because, like, technically, I mean, that like, w- yes. that, well, technically, that would make Cambria Coheed's sister. Because they're both iRobots of the same batch. Oh, Christ. I Cause, I don't know. I guess Jesse is Coheed's really brother. Weird. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Anyway, she's also a child. She's a child. <laughs> and she acts like a child, even if she has the brain of an adult. She acts like a fucking child. And so obviously the comic thought, hmm, better strip all that out, which is wise, very wise, very wise. Yeah, which is very smart. It's the one smart decision they've made so far. <laughs> because of, in the in the songs, they, it never says, and then I loved the 10-year-old, and it was great, now I want to be <laughs> sacrificed instead. Uh, it's just talking about how he's like, hang on, let me get some of these lyrics up. Let me... Yeah, get, get the lyrics up. In your last hour stand, you'll notice that the one you've loved in dreams is here among the others. Chase, it's you I want. But if I can't have her, then why should I spend any more time in a world that's going to end pretty soon? I need you now more than I ever did. I'll hand myself over for you. There's comlinks lost, it's frequency, and I feel like it's a jam sometimes. This chorus is a bit of a jam. Yeah, it's kind of a jam, yeah. Um, except it's very much about like this guy uh, sacrificing himself for his uh, little friend, sister. Like they refer to each other's brother and sister, though. That's the problem. In the song? Not in no, this song. like in the comic. 
Yeah. So, yeah. like, maybe a. Re- like maybe originally they weren't like they weren't think of the IR robots as siblings in the same way because obviously Cohen and Cambria are fucking because it's really weird because it's really weird that's what it it's is it's really weird it's just really weird and I don't like it I don't like it yeah so that's that's <laughs> the part of the song that it is explicitly about as a song but when we get back to the comics it is nowhere near being about that because that's weird. I'm just going to read this genius, this genius quote. Please do. Uh, and here we say, uh, there's a note saying, this annotation is unreviewed. <laughs> <laughs> From Pat Hulse. This seems to refer to a series of events that differ from the comic book adaptation. What in the comic book, Sizer only ever seems to think of Chase as a sister and not a romantic interest. In the song, he appears to be in love with her, which is problematic, both because Chase has the body of a ten-year-old, as well as the fact that they both share Inferno's genetically material, making them siblings. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's... But they're weird robot, half-human, half-robot people, and it's just... Uh. It's also weird, as in this song, which is extremely... Po- like, very little of the problematic stuff makes it to the song. Like, he doesn't mention that... Like, this could just be a love song in this... Like, if you were if you like, were writing what you thought the story of this album was from just the lyrics, you wouldn't wouldn't be too bad yeah it's like a guy from the from the war in the last song like his girlfriend has an issue or something like that and then you know it's like i can't if i can't have her then i don't know if i'll keep going like it just it just reads like that if you listen to the album through yeah and it's also like weird in the this is i'm not defending this this is is fucking bad and weird and what you fucking doing but the actual battle doesn't have a story <laughs> like no. this is an actual story of okay someone has a relationship with someone who they really care about and then they sacrifice themselves for them and then are captured because of this choice nothing like that happens in the in the book you no. just get things happening and then plot 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 no characters make decisions based on motivations <laughs> yeah no things just keep happening like sizer gets captured just because he's an idiot and like just tries to jump mayo and mayo has a gas grenade that's it like there's no motivation there it's just like you seem like somebody who probably knows something i'm gonna capture you it's 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 a lot it's a lot it's weird it's uncomfortable but the song's pretty good hey the song's pretty hey. good hey <laughs> As you know, another in a long line of separating what the fuck the song's about from the fact that the song's pretty good. Cuts marked in the March of Men continues. Continues the, the great trend. Um, yeah, I was. I Josephine's was like, legacy to... lives on. <laughs> <laughs> a very necessary legacy, a very proud legacy. <laughs> proud legacy indeed. Uh, so um, I was just listening to it, uh, and I was talking to Jackson. I was like, you know, this drum beat's really good. Like the guitar's really good. It sounds great. Uh, it's just got that weird content. That's all. It's got the weird content. Uh, I really like the um, part where there's like the chorus where it's like this car rings lost its frequency and I feel like we're coming home. Sure. Uh, like that bit's good. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, but in general, the song's kind of just like it's an album track. Like it's yeah. a standout. Doesn't have a huge hook. Uh, it's, it's much better than anything on the last album, just in terms of the songwriting craft. But it's still kind of just an average song for this album. Yeah, it's it's a pretty average song, and it's. It, it's one of, like, I think 
even two songs on this album that I'm not a huge fan of, but it's still not bad. Uh, and we'll get to the other one later because we're gonna yes, have to, we'll have, get to, the other one to talk about that one. Because both of those songs are like not the best songs, and also have some implications in the lyrics. Well, uh-huh. no, this song has some implications in the lyrics if you know about the context of the story. The other song just has some fucked up lyrics. It just has some fucked up. <laughs> it's really it just weird. has some real fucked it's up. It's bad. Shit. Oh, it's bad. <clears throat> Uh, and yeah. some implications. <laughs> some implications. Um, uh, do we have like a lot more to say about the song proper? Because it, it it's like you said, it's, it's it's absolutely an album track. That's that's what it is. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm done. I think I would give it like a give it a seven. I was gonna say like six seven. or seven. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'll just say six because I don't I like it a little bit less than you. I think. Yeah. No. It's. Yeah. Fun. I mean, I I listen to when I listen to this album, I tend to listen to it through. Um, because I, I like most of the songs on it. Yeah. Yeah, but um, um, yeah, because the album's pretty fucking good. It's just... And I think it, I think it, a thing that we're gonna miss in these shows is because we're playing a track at a time. Uh, we kind of miss how the like the tracking of the album works. Like, I can't hear the end of "In Keeping Secret 3 and like the 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 long sustained note held note at the end without immediately at like falling into the banana banana yeah. of the drums at the start like yes. it follows on from the last song really well and then leads into three evils work really well which is the next song um so it, it it fits in the place in the album i think it's pretty good i just don't think it's a standout track that is my take yep that's completely fair i think that's also very true i think we did an episode i think we did an episode we did it we did it folks we made it. We got a tweet that I need to bring up. Okay. We got a tweet that I know we don't usually do questions on this show, but we just got this in our mentions and we needed to, I needed to, it needs to be said. Yes. It's from Cass. From friend Cass. Have you all seen any grown man in the Amory Wars you could come close to saying is cute or handsome? Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Not one. Not, not a, one. a single not a single per- not even like a single person <laughs> like everyone that's, loves mayo <laughs> yeah everyone loves mayo but he's kind of a gross looking dude and the problem half the problem is like the way the comic is drawn because they go like very intentionally gross or that dude just has a really gross style that i don't like it's weird yeah i'm not i don't think anyone's no one's like hot in the amory wars universe there nobody is hot absolutely no one no one. Shake my head. Yep. That's uh they fucked it up. They fucked it right up. What a tragedy. It's That's the worst. The Where's, the end- Where's the boys? Where's the boys? Give me my boys. Need my boys. <laughs> Where are the boys at? Ha <laughs> bring Claudio me the boys. Claudio at me. Where are the boys at? <laughs> Claudio, do not at us. Please God. <laughs> if you've listened to this, don't tell us for, for- <laughs> Please. Where can we find you on the internet, Molly? Uh, you can find me at your friend Molly with a Y-E-R on Twitter. Uh, you can also go to audioentropy.com where I do a whole bunch of other podcasts and at patreon.com slash Molly Reinbeck. You can find me at headfallsoff on Twitter. You can find the podcasts I do at abnormalmapping.com. There's a bunch of shows. They are all good. And you can support them at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. We are just launching this week uh, the uh, the great gundam project our first patreon show oh boy we're gonna be watching gundam two episodes a week everyone is very excited for us to enjoy some ridiculous mech nonsense if you donate one dollar a month 
you can you can get access to the feed. It's not that's not expensive. That's it's good. Not very that's expensive. a good. That's that's a good deal. Great a, deal. That is a steal. <laughs> You'd be losing money not to pay. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, uh, I'm gonna go lie down now. Yes, I. We have things to do today. Goodbye, uh, friends. Goodbye. Thank you. Uh, good luck, like not falling in love with your weird sister person. You know, doing all right. Children's late defense is God's work to have us fair.